0: Hi, I'm Kelly
1: and welcome to the Millennial Minimalist.
0: Today Lauren and I have a very special guest, his name is Jack Greystone. Jack is a model slash actor and public figure slash content producer who gained his social media stock from a satirical film he created that went viral called Love Man Bun during the Man Bun craze in 2016. Today he travels the world developing authentic content for a wide range of global brands. Though unlike our world of influencers, Jack is coined an Exfluencer, a social media misfit who prefers to inspire his audience rather than influence and use his social reach to encourage positivity rather than product consumption. This is where minimalism comes in. Jack is a true minimalist. He eliminated the excess in his life and gained an abundance of creativity which drives his meaningful content today. He practices what he calls the art of nothing. He says that we can be in a constant state of a vacation like mindset when we live a more intentional, simplified life. And you can find Jack on Instagram at Jack Grayson. Thank you so much for
2: coming today. Yeah, thanks
1: for doing thanks this with us. Me. That
2: was really well done. You did a good job with that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and just so everybody knows who's listening, it's like we're in, so they have a visual on what the space is like. It's, it's there's nothing here and we're, don't have any clothes on that's how much we're, we're... just sitting cross-legged exactly that's so, how that's so serious <laughs> on we are about minimalism
1: except we have all of our
2: electronics our here
1: <laughs> okay so we can go ahead and get started so how have you always lived simply and was there something like how did you get started with minimalism and what inspired you to to live this lifestyle
2: we
0: know you have a good
2: story if i go back 10 years i think it started when i went to australia just to travel as a backpacker and I didn't know it at the time, but having, like, nothing with me except for my backpack, I think that that kind of started, got the ball rolling, but I didn't, I wasn't aware of it at the time. You know, it was just like, oh, I'm just traveling, having fun, being carefree, but I didn't know a part of that formula was because I only had the bare essentials.
1: Yeah. Well, you know? it wasn't in the media at all, Minimalism, 10 no. years
2: ago, so you wouldn't know have... It wasn't even a thing. Like, I wouldn't yeah. even have known that's what it was, um, or why where I was getting that happiness around it. It was just like, oh, I'm just you know, 27 years old, you know, just backpacking and partying all the time and, you know, living on the beach. That's, that's why. That
1: could have been part um, of it too. <laughs> could have been a little part yeah. of it, but there was also,
2: you know, there's other factors at play. Uh, and then when I went to Burning Man last year, I came back after having already been listening to the Minimalist podcast, um, decided that that's something that I wanted to, like, actually try.
1: And just for our listeners who don't know what Burning Man is, do you want to explain?
2: It's a big art, culture, festival experiment that's out in uh, Black Rock City in the desert of Nevada. Um, people go for a week and it's like, I say I don't, I don't want to define it because everybody has their own separate definition. It's an opportunity to find yourself. You know, you can find yourself, you can let go of yourself, you can just be your most authentic self in the desert and have the best time of your life. And, and and really see how everybody else is being the best versions of themselves while they're there. One of the reasons why I really wanted to to give minimalism a shot when I got back was because we just we over prepared, as you do for oh. you don't know what you're getting yourself into. And I had like crazy anxiety going into Burning Man. and we just overstocked
1: So you over pack too much?
2: Pack too much food supplies, like basic needs that you think were it's gonna arise in the desert, like I need this knife and fork cutlery like our, our Walmart bill you know <laughs> before you the left. day before we left like you know once we got to Reno with the with the RV and like we went to Walmart and just went nuts like, now I could go back to Burning Man with a backpack and not bring any supplies and know that I would survive because it's that type of culture that you know people are going to invite you in and have a meal share a meal as long as you contribute back something like you're not being a freeloader um, it's just a really Amazing experiment! uh, How society could could live if we were put into that scenario, and how I think society should live.
1: That's amazing.
0: So you come back from Burning Man, and where do you find yourself? Do you find yourself kind of in a different mental state, and you're like, "Hey, like, I actually don't need that much stuff." Is that is that when you originally kind of your mind kind of switched?
2: It still didn't switch at that time. I was still, you know, I mean, I was a little bit and tweaked at the time when I came back because you're just so run down. You're just you've been up and you don't have a concept of time, and you're just like you need to decompress. I just went back to what I was doing, you know, going to the gym, listening to my minimalist podcast. I'm just like, wait a second. I just kind of lived that minimalist lifestyle for like a good, you know, ten days. Why don't I just carry that on here? And I just I realized at that moment well, I'm like, wow, I've been actually building up to this because I've been listening to the podcast for a year. I've watched the movie. I've read the book but I'd never put it into practice. So I was like, well, now's the time. So I picked the date of November 1st to actually do the 30 Day Minimalist Challenge. Yeah, and talk
0: about the 30 Day Minimalist Challenge for those who've never heard of it.
2: So it was November 1st and I made that decision and uh, the Minimalist Challenge, which I've, I've gotten from the Minimalist Podcast, was um, for every day of the 30 days, you give away or you get rid of um, the number of items to that corresponding day. So on day one, you give away one item day two, two items, day three, three items, all the way to day 30, 30 items for a grand total of 465 items.
0: Wow, Lauren, you couldn't do that. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't make it so like day
2: five, everything would this, be gone. This couch question. Your <laughs> couch this, be gone. You can count each button on your jean jacket, each individual turn. item. <laughs>
1: but um, you were able to do that.
2: I was able to do it, and it got, you know, uh, more difficult as, as time went on because, you you, you know, say so you get to day 20, you're like, okay, I just did 20 items. And then the next day you're like, I got to do 21 items. So you really have, you really do need a plan. You can't just kind of go into it and just like come up with these things on a daily basis. Like you really want to have a strategy. And, um, so I picked certain things in certain areas that I wanted to do. The first thing that I got rid of was a drafting table, my art table from college, oh. that I've held on to since I finished school in 2003. And it was my it was my art table. It was my drafting table, and it was in storage at my condo. And it's followed me to every place that I've ever moved, and I've never set it up again. And I, and I met an artist that needed one, and it felt so much better to give it to this person that would be able to use it I going forward, like that. and you know hone their craft than me sitting and having it in storage, collecting dust. That's a beautiful you know thing. yeah, you that is so nice. So right away, the first thing you know, it made me feel good. So I'm just like oh again you know and I just I wanted to keep that going it's not like by day two I didn't have those things those items picked out like I already had pretty much the first week planned out before I even started you know so it was like I knew going into the second week that was going to be clothes and whatever Um, a friend of mine was moving and I was just Uh, like hey do you need anything because I'm getting rid of a lot of stuff he's like yeah kind of everything so I said (laughs) how about a dresser and I hadn't planned on that so I just volunteered my dresser and forgot that he was coming to get it on the day he was coming. Um. So he's like, hey, I'm here. And I just literally had to dump everything out of the dresser and onto my bed. And he took the dresser. So I'm just like, wow. Did he feel good? <laughs> it's like, no, you were no, obviously no. still using this. No. Did you had like, to go through those clothes and get rid of them all? Or? Well, it, it, you'd be surprised how quickly you make the decisions on something to get rid of when you don't have another place to put it mm-hmm. in. And it felt great. And I just, I just kept continuing to do it. Like, I didn't stop at the 30. I was just like, I'm just going to keep going 31, 32, 33. Um, maybe I wasn't hitting those numbers exact, but I was I was still It pushed applying. you to, yeah. Yeah.
0: I think mean, one of the things that inspired you to kind of live with less were, you know, your initial travels as a model and actor, right? So.
2: Yeah. And I, I was, I've was. i been traveling a lot for the last, I mean, 10 years since Australia. That kind of gave me the bug. And uh, uh, even in the last couple of years, I've been traveling quite a bit. Even this year, I've traveled a bit. And the more you do it, the more you want to optimize it. Mm-hmm. And um, what I've learned is that you, you don't need to check a bag plus you have your carry-on. You should either check a bag or have your carry-on, not the both. Not both, yeah. because you know, that's nuts. That's just excess and you, nobody needs that. Absolutely nobody. Unless you're moving and you have to, like, take stuff to your new place and this is the only way to get your clothes there, fine. But even that, it's not necessary. Donate that would be a good time to donate all your stuff and then get new stuff when wherever you're moving when to you get there sure. yeah
0: so when you walk around town or you talk to your friends do you ever mention do you ever call yourself a minimalist
2: I don't okay um I don't say I'm a minimalist or anything like that I, I, I say that I'm, I'm practicing you know I'm practicing minimalism I've recently discovered this not, not even recently but like you know I've always kind of been drawn to this but it was never kind of defined until I guess recently um and that kind of goes back to my Fight Club reference is that, you know, when I was in college, I was really drawn to Fight Club for the superficial reasons of a high school or for a college person that would be drawn to Fight Club is the fighting. And it's like, you know, a Hollywood movie. It's Brad so Pitt. Mean, and it's like that seen Fight the movie? Club.
0: Yeah, you posted something about Fight, fight Club today. And I was yeah. curious what that
2: meant. And, you know, at the time, I didn't realize that there was all these other hidden messages in it uh, that I picked up upon later in life. And a lot of it has to do with minimalism. And they were the ultimate minimalists. It's just I never called it that. But, like, if you go through the quotes in the movie and you hear what they talk about, it's like, you know, one of the quotes that was mentioned um, in Fumio Sasaki's book, uh, Goodbye Things, uh, when I was listening to that audiobook, he mentioned very early in the book a quote from Fight Club. And he's, he's referenced that movie, like, three times in that book. So I knew I was on the right track when I was listening to it. I'm like, oh, my God, it's kind of come full circle. And uh, it was like... He's, Uh, The stuff you own ends up owning you. Absolutely. So there's quotes like that all throughout the movie, and now that I rewatch it, I have a whole different respect and understanding for the movie than I did say when I was like 20. You know. Now I need to
1: rewatch that movie. I need to rewatch it. I feel like men love that movie.
2: But yeah, on the surface, yeah, that's what it is. It's fighting and this and that. But like, you know, there's all these other hidden messages about minimalism and like, you know, being free and breaking that chain of stuff because, you know, the narrator. Uh, Edward Norton's character like you see him at the start of the movie sitting on the toilet looking through like the Ikea catalog and wondering what dust ruffle defines him as a person you know and he's got all the stuff it, and it does that montage of the uh, the camera going around the room and it populating with all the different things and the price tags you know and that's kind of like that world we've been in and I think we're still in for a of time but is
1: he aware of it or is he fighting against it
2: he wasn't aware of it at the time until oh, later until on, later the, movie on the, that, the movie okay yeah
1: um, so what would you define minimalism as then
2: I, I, I don't even want to define it but what I would I would like to do the opposite def, def, definition oh. what it doesn't mean and this is what I want to stress to a lot of people is this, it's not a deprivation of stuff it's not living in the uncomfort of like not having things you know so that's, what it's, that's the definition of what it's not the definition of what it is it could mean a million different things to a million different people
1: that's true well, what you does know. it mean to you then?
2: Um, that I'm still trying to figure out um, I know when I when I started it was just about I want to I just want to try this I just want to live with less
1: yeah
2: you know um, but then what it kind of turned into it, it opened up so many new doors it, 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 it gave me time to do all these other things that I thought I didn't have time for you know because we were so busy maintaining our, our, th- our, 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 our items and it, it, broke, uh, it broke away from the amount of time we spent getting stuff as well. You know, shopping and, like, falling victim to advertising and, you know, things like that. But uh, the main thing, what it meant for me was, like, it just broke this mental fog, this clutter that you didn't really know existed. You know, that everybody's going to doctors and getting prescriptions for anxiety and depression and all these things. And when maybe the answer's not entirely there. You know, you could do something as simple as just living a little bit more of a simple lifestyle and that could be the fix. I like to say the
0: same thing about food. Um, I I listen to a few podcasts on, uh, there's specifically the podcast, Doctors Prophecy, it's all about how you can actually treat these potential, you know, chronic health issues with the food that you eat. So it's the same thing, it's like we don't need to take Advil can just drink water and clear our minds. You know what I mean? And oh, so absolutely. this is this is and I love the fact that you are defining minimalism by what it's not. So we just did our last podcast on minimalism and misconceptions. Yeah. Okay. And basically we're mentioning that we really want to stress that minimalism is just literally a personalized approach to living simply. So it's about being intentional with what you own. So we argue that you need to be living with everything that you use, and mm-hmm. if you're not using it, we suggest that you get rid of it. Unless and it is not just about de- decluttering our, positions not at our possessions, all. but it's about simplifying our mental and our emotional well-being. And, right?
2: And, and that's where, I mean, that's where it started, or that's where I saw it really kind of take off. Because once I started this, it was it was out of a necessity. I didn't do it because I was like, oh, I want to clear my emotional clutter and feel happier. I didn't know this was just a byproduct. You know, I just wanted to just feel, I don't know. I didn't know what I wanted to feel. I just wanted to feel what I had felt when I was traveling. I wanted to feel what I had felt um, in the desert in Burning Man when I didn't have anything. And I was just riding on a bike with a two belt full of, like, little gadgets and, you know, my hat. Like, I was just like, wow, this feels amazing. Like, you know, I wanted that feeling of when you go to a hotel and you only have your duffel bag with you. Like, it's like, why did, how come I feel like this, you know, whenever I'm in these scenarios, why can't I feel like that at home? What well, you can't. And so once I started doing this and once I started listening to that audio book, Goodbye Things, it all kind of just kind of fell into place that that was the right move at the right time.
1: Yeah, so w- one of the questions I actually wanted to ask you, you're relatively new to the concept, but um, obviously you said that you went into this because of how much mental clarity and happiness it brought. Is there any other reason in terms of social or environmental or...
2: I mean, definitely, yeah, that's, I think we either do it now out of choice um, because in the future it's going to probably be out of necessity. You know, what is a movement now um, might very well become a way of life in a generation or two.
1: So you think in terms of the future, it's going to get more and more popular?
2: 100%. Okay, good. Yeah, and I mean you see that with the tiny house movement, you see that with like how much real estate is and what people can and can't afford and it's just, yes. it's, it's, it's a creative solution to a problem that needs to be addressed. And maybe it's not the, the only answer to all these things, sustainability and population, but it is definitely uh, a piece of the puzzle. And, well, I sell
1: real estate in the city, and the biggest complaint I get from my clients is the closets too small. There's not enough storage. Yeah. And it's funny because I want to turn on and be like, "Oh, uh, you don't need uh, that much." But, you
0: can't say that. Yeah, I
1: know, but they'll be like, "You're crazy. We're not using it." You, know, exactly. HM, you can
0: have a big home if you want a big home. It's just being intentional about the things that you're using. Like if yeah. you're using that big space, then sure. Go go for it. But
1: I also feel like there has to be a degree to the definition because you can't like live in this mansion and have ten cars and be like, Oh, I'm so, so intentional. I with mean all most of likely this, they you.
0: wouldn't be using it Yeah, categories. that's true, that's true. But what I but, do like is that like I love Lauren's home because it's it's just it just clears my mind right as mm-hmm. right when I walk in. I'm just this is beautiful. But with my home, I, I don't have that much stuff. No. But I feel like my personality is inserted. So, there's a lot of pictures and things like that. And, like, that that matters to me. Like, I want to mm-hmm. have... But you know what? That's okay. It's like... That's okay for you. Like, like, exactly. Like,
2: everybody has their own... It's not about... Like I said, it's not about deprivation or just, like, it's not a competition. Let's see who has less. Which, it, you can fall into that trap. Um, just like it's as bad as, you know, judging somebody for having... Um, for not having certain things, a lot of minimalists can judge somebody for for having that. Yeah, it's
1: so true, Having so.
2: like, oh, you still have that? Like, you know, it, it's the flip side of the coin. Um, because I kind of fell into the trap a little bit. Whereas I had to kind of step back. I'm like, am I getting rid of this because I want to get rid of this, or am I getting rid of this because I'm, I'm this is a competition for myself? I'm just yeah. getting rid of it because I want to. Now I'm addicted to it. You know, and I was like trying to get it rid of as much as I possibly could, but did that mean because well, I was challenging myself, or was this is like this is stuff that I really wanted to get rid of from my life? And that's how I had to step back and, and pause because I would have gotten rid of everything in my place if I didn't stop and think. Wait a second, think, and then um, evaluate and decide.
1: Well, I think there's satisfaction in getting rid of things, and that mm-hmm. satisfaction can be addictive. Like sometimes I'm like, I'm gonna get rid of this, and I'm like, Lauren. <laughs> like, see, gratification by getting yeah. just make
0: sure that what you're throwing out, you want to throw out because yeah. sometimes you, you. I'm sure. Have you thrown out something that you kind of regret throwing out? Or
2: there hasn't been much. I have come across a few items, and I'm just like, oh, where is? It? Oh yeah. Sure <laughs> <remember> that. That. <laughs> and it wasn't much. It was like literally something stupid like a pair of sunglasses that like I had not worn in so long and I sold so many sunglasses I was a sunglass like a connoisseur when it came to like Ray-Bans and I had like every pair of Ray-Bans for a specific outfit and I remember I sold a pair of aviators that I didn't had, had worn in a while and then like two months later I'm like oh those would look great with this outfit I'm like I do you have those anymore I'm like oh okay and I got over it really quickly yeah, but me too. that's the only thing that I had that I thought of like where is this item that before, after I had gotten rid of it, but I sold so much on Instagram. Um, I ah. sold all my sunglasses on Instagram, and I sent them wow. all over the world, and people wanted them. That's
1: great. And you do, um, and uh, then you get that money to go do other I things.
2: just gets dropped in my PayPal, and I have this, like, you know, PayPal reserves, which I like to call it, because I just, uh. you know, plug my, my, my Uber account or my Lyft account to PayPal, and it's just, like, free rides, because I just, I just uh. dropped a thousand bucks in it from a bunch of stuff that I sold. Uh, that I shipped around the world and now it's just sitting there that I can use for for those types of things like Uber Eats, or, That's, Uber Eats yeah, or yeah
1: it's such a nice cycle like when you use something and then you give it to someone else or you sell it and they use it and then you get to mm. take the money and do something better like this is the cycle we need to work in in terms yeah. of especially moving forward like, yeah, like environmentally
2: the, you know sharing culture like we have to we're kind of like redefining what sharing meant for a while was like sharing on Facebook, sharing on social media, sharing a tweet, like share it. Yeah. You know, but I uh, I, I see it moving away from that definition again and going back into not sharing as in like I want to share something with you, but you're you're sharing like rent what you can rent. You know, we're sharing Airbnbs, we're sharing uh, car services. You know, that type of share. It's it's not sustainable to live like we're living right now. So um, everybody has to kind of either will adapt by choice or adapt by circumstance. Necessity, yeah. yeah, you know
0: what's you know I'm sure there's a struggle in even every, every big city where a lot of people are overpaying on rent to mm. kind of fill this persona of someone successful
2: especially in Toronto where it's just like keep up with the Joneses is a really big problem here yeah I
0: mean the minimalist yeah uh, they were also talking about a recent episode how it's like oh what's the first thing people ask you oh what do you do
2: what do you, do so do you do, judge yeah. your
0: education level um Level of society and all these
1: Your things. status. But they said you should ask people, oh, what are you interested in yeah,
2: instead 100%. of what do you do? I ask people like what their passions are. I never ask anybody what they do. Um, if somebody asks me what, they, what I do, I usually lie and make up something that makes them feel uncomfortable. <laughs> this one guy I met a long time ago, he he, he kind of got, this is where I kind of got the idea from. However, like he said he worked at McDonald's, he owned four. <laughs> and uh, so it was kind of cool. People were like, oh, so what do you do? I work at McDonald's. And they're like... Of McDonald's, but meanwhile, he's a millionaire because he owns four different McDonald's uh, franchises. Um, so that was kind of clever. Um, another default is the, the busy answer, which I hate. Yeah. You know, when people are like, hey, so how's it going? Oh, really I'm busy. So busy. I'm just
0: so I,
2: Yeah, like really, wow, that's, I really feel sorry for your life because this is the best answer that you can come up with. Like, I didn't ask you how much work you have, I asked you how you are doing you know, tell me how you are doing emotionally, how are you are doing, you know, today, you know, I don't want to hear busy, everybody's busy, it's the new standard, let's just assume that we're all busy, and not keep telling everybody about it, that we're hustling and grinding.
0: It's almost uh, like, if you're, if you're very busy, the first thing that I'm going to think when I'm looking at that person is, oh, you're not being intentional, you're probably not. Yeah, oh, you're very or, disorganized then. And you're are, being a victim, <laughs> it's that victim mentality, hey, look, I'm too busy, I can't catch up, you know, I'm just so behind, all these things. Yeah, you can be that way but you don't need to give up the energy of people around no, you no of
2: course not you know you
0: be more aware of you
2: know how what's the message feeling. that you're sharing with yeah. people that are actually concerned with your well-being at the moment
0: right
1: and we all have our people that like my mom or my best friends like i i would never be busy to them like i'm always going to respond to them or call them or see them yeah. so that goes
0: back to relationships we had podcasts on minimalism and relationships and to like really zone in and the people in your life that really matter most to you yeah, and make that time for those individuals and also identify if you have any toxicity in your relationships mm-hmm. as well and like try to eliminate that and have those tough conversations which is really really hard um, but rolling back I've to do that
2: recently
0: oh did you have to do that? yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah rolling back you are working with a ton of awesome brands and you can mention some names but I know you've kind of fly kind of around the world these days working for brands as also a content creator but also as the talent as well mm-hmm. um, so in in these experiences do you have the opportunity to kind of you know promote the minimalist message in some capacity do you have that creative control
2: to some degree I mean if it's something more social media driven uh, where I'm, I'm, I'm freelancing working for brands yeah 100% that's uh, I want to keep that creative control in my corner um, and I mean I used to work with tons of brands and promote lots of stuff on Instagram like when that first took off and influencer marketing was a huge thing and influencers were huge We're just kind of getting started and um, I was getting sponsorship and I was just like stuff, stuff yes, more stuff you know watches and clothes and this and you know you're getting paid to post and then like one day I'm just like whoa what have I done know, I, I just contribute, and, and that kind of like all came to a head when I started, you know, um, looking into minimalism a little bit more. And I'm just like, wow, I don't want to add to this machine, so I turn away a lot of work now. No wonder but you
0: had uh, stuff to throw out. <laughs> I had a lot
2: of stuff to throw out and I mean, my dad took a lot of the watches. Um, I think I have one watch now, um, but uh, I turn away a lot of work and. You know that's kind of taken a hit a little bit financially because that was like a side, some side income that I had, you know, on a regular basis. And now it's like, sorry, I'm, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to promote your teeth whitening stuff. And that's it. hard
1: to do you that. Know, yeah. Good, good for
2: you. yeah, good for you.
0: Intentional so, with like your every piece of art that you create, whether yeah. it's social or. And print.
2: a lot of brands that I that I work with now, or even brands that I've kind of reached out with with my own media kit, and say, hey, I think your product is great. Um, I think we could work together um, and create some amazing stuff. And one of them, and this is definitely not a plug, but um, was this ring. And that's called an aura ring. This is like a Fitbit. And it keeps track of my steps, my sleep um, everything on wow. my phone um, because i didn't want to wear an apple watch another distraction of like more texts and you know something to play with or a fitbit that i have to like push buttons this is just the ring i can wear it it's waterproof and it keeps track of my 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 calories my steps my right. sleep i don't even notice this anymore it's just it's on and i forget about it and then i check my sleep and i check my heart rate and it's uh, better than the fitbit because it's just not more clutter so simple. so this is a product that i would work with them on because it kind of it it, it does fall in line with my values. Definitely. You know, health, fitness, minimal um, and an intentional product that is actually beneficial.
0: You mentioned earlier that uh, you wanted to continue to promote minimalism and how it's incorporated into your life because uh, you are kind of still working on that in your own life. Like you're Mm -hmm. still decluttering your place. So what are some items that you realize that you need to get rid of that
2: you haven't yet? There are still a lot of books that I have that I like that I want to kind of take with me through life that are just not stuff that's not books that I just want to replace on Kindle which I did when I was minimalizing and I never thought I would like to have a Kindle because it was like oh I want to have the 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 books and I want to feel the book and I hear that excuse or I hear that reason um, from a lot of people and I was right there with him but as soon as I got a Kindle and, it's, and I started using it I've been reading so much more and so much faster than I would with regular book yeah. because you can set the type uh, to how you read most efficiently when I travel like I used to bring like three or four books when I travel and it would just you know make the bag clunky oh, yeah. now it's like I can take that everywhere and I'm breezing through books like a couple of weeks Yeah, it's it's, it's amazing.
1: One thing I like about having it on my phone is that I can pick up the book at any time. Like, if I'm waiting in a coffee shop or if someone's 10 minutes late, like, it has made me so patient because I'm like, oh, I'll just read. And I just stand there and read if my Uber's canceling, turning around, lost. If I'm ever leaving home to be, oh, no worries, I'm reading. I'm always reading, so that's one thing. Even if the Uber's like, I'm so sorry, I'm 15 minutes late, I'm like, didn't even notice.
2: Mm-hmm. And, the, and it's totally cool that you have that, and you are reading on your phone. But the only, uh, let me—it's hard on your eyes. One more thing besides the eye thing, it is just an active device that you can get distracted on because it's still connected to the internet. You're getting text messages, and it's just you looking at your phone. Like I have uh, a no phone hour, and I make sure, like I'm just I'm, I'm unplugged um. from my phone, and that's when I take my Kindle out to the park and read for an hour. And to worry about getting a text. I'm just with me and my book. It's so you know, nice. where it's if "I take this to the park because I want to read a book." What's going to happen? You know, oh, I'm going put it on to. Airplane mode. It's, still, it's still. It's. I the, see it's that the, you have to do. You have to leave it in the house and walk away from it, regardless of its airplane mode or not. It's. It's the act, the physical act of leaving it, not touched to your body. Is that
0: your way of finding mental clarity? Going to the park and going to read. Do you meditate as well? I do.
2: Yeah. Oh, you I do. Um, and something that I discovered recently, because uh, I watched the Vice documentary on Wim, um, Wim Hof. I'd uh, be familiar yeah. with him. He uh, he created this way of breathing that he was practicing since he was 18. And he's he's able to keep himself in freezing cold water uh, for over an hour, like literally like Arctic water. Um, and he's ran a marathon through the desert without drinking water. He's done all these things that challenged his body based on this method of breathing that he's developed. And I've been practicing that. And it's separate from meditating, but it's really good to do before you meditate because it puts you in such a heightened state. And uh, so I started you know, practicing um, that type of breathing as well. And uh, now I'm doing uh, cold water showers every morning. Um, and it's actually exciting uh, because I'm doing like five minutes and doing this breathing exercise, I don't even feel the cold water anymore.
0: How long do you do this for?
2: Um, the process for the breathing exercise takes about... I would say 5 to 10 minutes okay. so, um, and then
0: you go into meditation and how long do you meditate for?
2: Uh, 15 to 20 minutes um, every long, day? yeah and I did it on the way here and it was great because the streetcar was you know packed and uh, it was a good I was like okay this is going to take about 20 minutes for me to get there on the streetcar and I found a good spot to sit and I had my headspace stuff on and do you uh, close your eyes? yeah and before oh. I knew it I was here and I was just like I didn't have to sit there and look at everybody on their phones and, you know, cramped and being miserable. Maybe they're I love that you meant to be using headspace on, on the
0: streetcar. The streetcar. You know. I mean You're Toronto has streetcars. To <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: it just it just got me and I even in thought sound, of yeah. new things that I, I had forgotten about that I wanted to talk about that just kinda came to me while I was like States.
0: um what right. items are in your house or in your life that you still need to declutter?
2: <clears throat> well <laughs> um this is somewhere where i went a little bit off track in the last month um a couple months uh, because i had a big lifestyle change and uh i welcomed in a puppy my uh, son intimate into what my kind life. of dog he's an american bully wow and uh i kind of just forgot all of my values and all of... I just went kind of like off the deep end and just got puppy toys and this and welcomed all these things and people getting me gifts for him and I'm just like, sure, I need everything I could possibly need right now because I don't know what I'm getting into and I want to make sure he's comfortable and I want to make sure I'm doing everything right and I just momentarily forgot that I shouldn't be abusing Amazon as much as I have been Um, and uh, uh, the packaging that these things come in and I just wasn't... I just wasn't clear on... All, all these extra items that I was going to be welcoming into I like my life. that you're
0: mentioning that, you know, you do make mistakes and that, you know, it is a daily commitment. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Lauren and I mentioned in our previous podcast that, you know, we're not perfect. You know, you can't be perfect all the time. I mean, these mistakes are going to happen. It's just what's great about this is you're, you're realizing this and you're going to change that, which is mm-hmm. great. I, I remember
2: going into this, I said that I was going to have a three-toy minimum at any given time not what's going on right now Um, there's a lot more than that but going forward um, after the puppy stage is over um, that's what it's going to be and when he it's going to be one in one out on the three toys Um, uh, and when he destroys one then I can get a new one Such a
1: new concept with dogs is that three toys one in one out like you Mm -hmm. the rules we have to place like you would never think that you would have to apply this to your your pets
0: So before we wrap up, I wanted to, um, you know, go back to the things that you are still working on decluttering. You had mentioned earlier sentimental items, and I thought maybe you could kind of touch on some of the items that have, you know, you're holding on to that are kind of, those items I think a lot of people can relate to this that you you almost don't want to get rid of, but you know, that take up space and you're not utilizing so,
1: like people struggle so much with this approach because it's coming down to these last items that they have attachment to. So, it'd mm-hmm. be interesting just how.
2: Yeah, and you've it's, done. It's, it's been a progress, I guess. It, it hasn't happened overnight, and, I, and I'm sitting on this probably last five boxes of things that, that do have meaning that I'm not too sure what to do with, and I think I'm just taking it one item at a time. And looking at it that way rather than seeing this mound of stuff that i have to attack that's really overwhelming yeah and then that's going to probably prevent a lot of people from from starting it's just that like they're looking at the big picture you know you just have to do one thing at a time if there's
1: any suggestions i can give you um number one is i always ask myself i'm like if i got rid of this and i needed it again could i replace it yeah. so if i like gave away a camera and in five years I wanted to start photography again could I get another one so that's kind Mm -hmm. of an easy way and two sometimes I have a midway like I'll have a bag in my front hall closet that I'll put stuff in just so that like mentally I'm not using it anymore I know I don't use it anymore and then in a few months I can go with that bag and get rid of it just to prove to myself that I I didn't need it so it's kind of like that I have a a weekly box by the door yeah, um,
2: you know, as long as it's started, it's easy to accumulate. Where if it's not there, then that item will maybe just stay on the shelf or stay in the closet. But if I have a container that's constantly on the way out, because like I said, I, I like to try to do five things a day. You know, whether it's digital clutter, human clutter, um, yeah, you're gonna get rid of us. <laughs> well, that's two. <laughs> um, or like physical clutter, like I have that box. So you know. Just put stuff in it through the week and like maybe by the end of the week it's full I take it down to the you know donation bin or Sorry. it's stuff that I have to throw out um, but yeah so I'm still constantly working that on a regular basis
0: yeah I know I'm, and I know you're an artist so you might be able to relate to this story that I have so I, a couple weeks ago I, I have a ton of paintings and just art products mm-hmm. projects from university sitting in my closet and they're collecting dust and basically i went through it and i think there are around nine or ten items that i you know i was bringing downstairs bringing them to the recycling bin and my dad was watching me do it i come back this past weekend i was like oh dad it's so nice my closet is just like i i literally have two boxes in my parents mm-hmm. house like if i ever like needed those things like i'm, 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 I'm like it's, it's pretty awesome i'm really organized my dad my dad's like yeah he, he's like yeah um he then comes into our house and he saved eight of those pieces I'm like dad he's like I can't see you letting these things go they're beautiful wow. like I'm Aww, just like it's so, so sweet nice. and one of the items he put on his wall which was so sweet nice. so I mean you gotta be that's sweet I mean it was really sweet but again we need to chop that in half I took pictures of those things we've yeah. no memories um, you
2: felt like you had already let go of those items and there he was yeah, they're still there I was there. saying was
1: really you could gay. sell them they're so well done
0: yeah yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't think like that. But, yeah, maybe I can pass it on to a young girl who would like a painting on her wall. It's true. You need to be smart about the sharing economy, right? Rather than just yeah. throwing the wrong Yeah, The sharing out. economy.
1: So I love that.
2: I have a... Um, I, I, I was taking illustration in college, and I have a... I had to bring my portfolio case back with me the last time I went to my parents' place. Well, not the last time, but the last time I cleaned out my parents' place. And I had to bring it back with me. And in this big portfolio case is five years of life drawings. Yeah, they, they do mean something to me, but the space that they're taking up in this massive case, I could get a different case, a smaller case. Right now, there's this giant, you know what I'm talking about, the giant black portfolio cases that are just huge. Yeah, and this so one's I padded. One and it's just right like, yeah. it's really awkward. And it's in storage. And I really want to empty out my storage um, locker in my condo and rent it out because I don't want to have that storage space I want to make $300 a month from it she recommends
0: that
1: yeah I do I always say that to my clients even though they're like we need four <laughs> it's like okay <laughs> never mind with are renting yikes
0: no that's a brilliant no that's super super brilliant I was going to ask you um, when it comes to our listeners who may have a lot of clutter physical and mental how you would suggest they would start simplifying their life and, yeah. and so rather than coming at those around you as like hey like you know like you're doing wrong I'm doing right just mention like if you have clutter physical or mental take 10 to 15 minutes every single day and work on that area of your life for example take 10 to 15 minutes every morning and go into your basement that's full of clutter and start there and start there you know over the course of 60 days look at where you'll be at day 60. Mm-hmm. It, it it almost works though, and you need that motivation. You definitely need that motivation. It's like some people they say, oh, I want to do twenty minutes at the gym every single morning, but then they can't get them mm-hmm. themselves there unless they have a trainer. But you need to have a lot, a lot of like internal motivation in order to be success, successful with this lifestyle. So, mm-hmm. yeah.
1: And I think there's a misconception too about maintenance. Like you're gonna go through and clear out everything you don't need, but it's this lifelong thing where you have to question what you're bringing into life and what you're not using anymore because
2: what i have found is that the time that i've saved on the maintenance of the items is yeah. much i would rather spend the time on figuring out what should go or stay rather than the maintenance of all the stuff that i keep accumulating so you're going to save a lot of time that way and you're yeah. going to have a lot of more time to do the things that you actually want to do and not chores uh, because yeah. having a lot of stuff means having a lot of chores. That's it just does. what that's what happens. The more stuff you have, the dirtier your place gets. The more you have to organize, and organizing is just professional organizing.
1: You
0: get your life back.
2: Yeah. You
1: do, and you can do so many other things. It's crazy how much our things take up our time and we don't realize shopping for them even working to make the money to
2: buy them in working the first to buy place them. And like what people do as soon as they get their paycheck they're just like what am i going to buy with what, what what stuff am i going to get with this paycheck yeah you know and i used to be like that of course like i would go in and i'd want to fill my place it wasn't overfilled it was just whenever i had the extra money i would just i would go somewhere and, and buy something that I would feel it suited the aesthetic like very industrial I wanted how much more of a loft can I make it look like
0: you know whether
2: it's the carpet or a coffee table or another knickknack for my dresser like it was just constant stuff coming into my place and I and then there's those times where your style changes a little bit and then you look around you're just like this is not this is not me anymore yeah you mentioned that your style
0: changed what is your style
2: today um, I'm just kind of, I, I don't even really have a, a, a definition for it. It's like less is <laughs> more. Just, just whatever soothes my soul, basically, is, is, is how I want my place. Um, you know, I've kind of deviated away from that industrial, kind of like lofty, really raw look. Um, and I'm just kind of seeing what happens. I don't, I don't necessarily have even a fashion style. I would say homeless chic.
0: <laughs> that's my fashion style. Like
2: I mean, love that. You, 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 you do it, yeah, exactly. And I mean, like, I see like some some homeless people, and like, and, and I really understand more because I've I, I've met some in Toronto that are that are intentionally homeless. And uh, there's there's one guy that uh, that lives near where I park my car, yeah. and I've always asked him. You know, I've kind of gotten conversation with him, very minimal, but. um I said hey man I have an extra pair of shoes in the trunk like you know do you want them and he gives a shopping cart and he sleeps under the overpass he's like no I'm good I'm that's like, mm. amazing so then I had this extra winter jacket that I was getting rid of and it was like a moose knuckle jacket because I did a lot of moose knuckle shoots and I, every shoot they gave us a jacket maybe two and I had a closet full of these moose knuckle jackets so many and I'm like why do I have so many jackets and these were on the list when I was doing the purge and uh, so I gave away probably about eight moose knuckle jackets and I kept the one that I wear
1: did the homeless guy take it or no? I
2: offered him one and no he didn't Um, so
1: you probably got talking to him he's like I don't want the clutter we never got talking
2: into that that deep of conversation but I just got the feeling like he wasn't like you know mentally unstable like it seemed like the more questions I asked the more he was just living like this by choice you know and the fact that I had all these this perfectly good stuff that was in my truck shoes you know jacket this that he didn't want it and I even brought him soup one night because it was freezing cold and I walked to Tim Morton's and I walked over to him and he was kind of sleeping he was like oh I was like hey man I, I just brought you some soup he's like no thanks I'm like <laughs> <laughs> so that was the last time I've ever offered him anything and then I had to like trek back into my place in the freezing cold and eat the soup begrudgingly myself <laughs>
1: does he have money or why doesn't
2: don't know he was just so proud that he just doesn't want my boots jacket or soup from Tim Hortons
0: so any final thoughts on minimalism and um, strategies for listeners on how they can get started
2: it's just not an overnight thing but uh, I I guarantee you the benefits um, are 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 just lifelong you're you're eliminating all the stuff and then you can see your goals and your your long-term goals and your short-term goals are a lot clearer, and then you have more time for those because you're just not working for stuff. You're working Perfect. for you. So now
0: you're almost living the life that you lived when you're in Nevada.
2: Yeah, and, and and it's fun. It's actually more fun this way than you know going out and getting stuff and wasting your money and and adding to that, you know, um, adding to the machine that and, is consumerism. Yeah. I go to go the ahead. mall I go to the mall sometimes. I go to Eaton Center just if I'm passing by just to just to kind of be like I'm not getting anything. Isn't it amazing <laughs> feeling? We yeah. are richer and everybody with their high. bags of stuff. It's yeah. like what is why You enjoy that. <laughs> yeah. I like going to the mall and judge people yeah. that are buying lots <laughs> of stuff. And just walk freely around and then walk out of the mall with no bags. It feels great. Where at one point in my life I could not do that. I used to go to the mall and be that person that wants to spend, you know, 80% of their paycheck the day that they get it. Now I'm getting offered free stuff on Instagram and getting to, and getting paid for it. I'm like, no yeah, thanks. No, thank you. <laughs> you know, so that's a whole 180, if you ask me.
0: I bet our listeners are thinking, wow, like, I want to challenge myself to think that way, or I hope I can feel like that one day. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you told me that uh, six months ago, I would have been like, wow, like, I don't I can't I don't know if I could get there, but I am there. Yeah. Which is an amazing Good. feeling and I'm hoping that we'll be inspiring others and eventually create a ripple effect in the community and globally really. Yeah. We have followers from all over, which is awesome. Uh, so to close, uh, again you can find Jack at Jack Graystone on Instagram. Also you can find his dog at
2: the Buddha Bully. The
0: Buddha uh-huh.
2: Bully. Um, I'm training him to be a, a therapy dog and a travel companion. So we're going to be doing mm. lots of travel together, and uh, hopefully, doing by next summer, doing a cross Canada trip in in like you know very minimal style from east coast to west coast in a SUV or whatever vehicle I get. But we're going to do the road trip, and it's going to be well done. That's quite a challenge. That's the goal. Well,
0: thank you so much for today. Thanks That's for having me. Awesome you guys are doing time. great
2: with this. It's uh, yeah, I've listened to some of your episodes. It's Oh,
0: really yeah. Oh, thank You're you. Good, thank you. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot, a lot, a lot of fun. Lot yeah, of fun.
1: it's so much fun.
0: And very rewarding when you hear from uh, listeners who are taking away a lot from our episodes. So, so yeah, thanks again. And, uh, so we can get dressed now? Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> Where are my pants? are okay, Thanks, everybody. Thanks
2: so much, guys. Cheers.
1: See you later. Yeah,